Studio action. Hi everyone. <laughs> Hi everyone. So I'm Bronwyn. We... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Sophia. And I messed we up. We did a goof. Um <laughs> I I may have recorded without having my microphone plugged in. In the midst of a rainstorm underneath a tin roof. Um <laughs> So, when we first recorded this episode, you could hear the lovely sounds of Sophia talking. Beautiful, you know? Nice, clear tones, musical intonation. Not musical, but okay. Oh, it was beautiful. And then you would hear... (laughs) In the background. (laughs) It just sounded like Um, a lot of white noise with the occasional Bronwyn, like, calling for help. It was very, very loud. Not great. And so we decided, you know what? Why don't we do us all a favor and re-record it? Um, yes. It is also 10.15 uh, a.m. on Wednesday morning as we were recording this, and Bron and I just which is woke a first. up. So, which is yeah. a first. We never record this early. So if our voices are yeah. very croaky, that is why. We apologize. It's like the... It's like that thing in, in if you've seen Friends, um, when Phoebe gets sick. Oh, yeah. She's like, oh, this is my, my sexy singing voice. <laughs> um, these, this is what we sound like. And it's, you know, it's our a different vibe to the podcast, but we sound really cool. Yeah, it's our cool <laughs> podcast voice. Welcome, yeah. everyone. Ooh, I don't like it. <laughs> my voice is just a lot lower. Mine is, <laughs> mine is lower and like gravelly, and I don't. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Last time we had a whole... Yes, welcome. Last time we had a whole intro, I don't even remember what our intro was, but it was something ridiculous. Like, we didn't start the actual podcast until seven minutes in, and... Oh, it was you wouldn't stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that was You just kept on going. Yeah. Yeah, so guys, um, if if you keep on hearing us... You know, it'll be fun because, like, we'll just be like, oh, last episode was so much better. Or the first time we recorded it was so much better. And you guys get to hear about how much better it was. That's Um, not fun at all. That's awful. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I was kidding. (laughs) Well, maybe, you know what? This one will be even better. We'll have all the same jokes, but we'll laugh at them more. We'll actually know how to pronounce our words this time. Oh, well, can't guarantee that. (laughs) Okay, well, I will, at least. Okay. Well, you're just perfect, then. Yeah, as always. Um, But yeah, hope you guys are having a good time. It is really cold here today, and actually I'm okay with it because, you know, sometimes you need that to break it up a little bit, you know? Sometimes it's lovely to be warm, but sometimes it makes you appreciate a chilly day as well, so... Um... You know, I could use a nice chilly day. I'm pretty sure it's still almost 90 degrees here. Woo! Yeah, no, it's it's a lot colder than that here. But, yeah, we hope you're enjoying your day wherever it is. Indeed. And, yeah. Would you like to start us off with our wordlets this week? I would love to start us off with, with our wordlets, Bronwyn. Um, so, my first wordlet is, well, both of my wordlets, of course, are from Justin's wonderful book. Whoops, I just clicked something on my computer and I don't know what is happening now. Oh, there we go, I found it. So, yes, of course, thank you, Justin, as usual, your words. I really don't know what I'm going to do when um, I run out of words from this book because they're all so good and I don't, they're, uh, it's wonderful. Anyways, the first one is... Um, I didn't know how to pronounce it yesterday, and I still don't today. I think it's something like kintsukuroi. It's a Japanese word, and it means literally to repair with gold, um, or more figuratively, the art of repairing pottery with gold or silver lacquer and understanding that the piece is more beautiful for having been broken, which is just very nice. And I'm trying to remember all the things I said yesterday about this Well, I think it's really cool. It's very, like, symbolic. (laughs) and stuff and like there's a really direct connection between like this symbolism and like the literal meaning of it 
Wow, Bronwyn's going full literary analysis on us now. (laughs) I know. Well, but it's true because, like, sometimes you could be like, oh, you know, this is what this means because I say so. But this is, like, literally, like, there's a direct connection between, like, it was broken and then you fixed it and, like, that imperfection, like, literally makes it cooler. You're adding silver and gold lacquer to it. Like, that's really cool. And it has like a direct metaphorical you know connection to imperfections are good um so that's really cool i think um yeah i liked the idea that just because something is broken definitely doesn't mean that it's not beautiful and it can even be more beautiful after having been broken because you can add to it because of that and it becomes a different piece so i, I was literally idea. using this strategy yesterday to convince my cousin that oh, yeah. his wizard staff that he broke was not something worth crying over because it simply added character and you know it told the story and added even more magic to his wizard staff but that went right over the head of the four-year-old and um we ended up making a new one so <laughs> i tried um you know, I fully convinced myself. You, <laughs> you should have just introduced this Japanese proverb to your four-year-old. That really would have connected. With I should him have just so been like, much "Hey, have you ever heard of Japanese pottery?" Yeah, that he he totally would have it would have resonated with him so much more. I mean, what kind of a babysitter are you, really? <laughs> if not, you don't right? know to introduce Japanese proverbs into it, was <sighs> that was what I was missing all along? It's true. Um, what's your wordlet? That's a good question. Um, my okay, so my first two wordlets, I am putting together. They're not like. So the thing is, is I was reading, in French, and there were a whole bunch of verbs for like, to say something like you know like to bark something out or to mumble or to murmur, and there were a whole bunch of verbs, and I had never seen them before, and the verb tense for some reason just made it very funny because they all ended in just a which is a little bit like i don't know it's not really the typical verb ending in french like except for this one form and so they looked like italian and stuff and they did not look french and it just kind of made me laugh but the first one is balbutier and in the in the verb form is balbutia um which means to bark like to bark something out and the other one is uh and that means to mumble but there are other ones like and i'm just gonna say it in the verb tense there's like aboya and like murmura and it just like i don't know it made me laugh because it was so just it did not i was not expecting it and i had never seen them before and they were just very like so much more colorful in french than they are in english like Predouille is a lot more exciting than mumble. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I like mumble because it kind of por- it's it's like an onomatopoetic word. It, well, like, the word for murmur is the same, except it has like an er after it. Murmur, 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 Um, but I don't know. I just I I enjoyed coming across those words and I wrote them down because I was like. This is very interesting. I have no idea what they mean, and they look odd. Yeah. I like them a lot. Those are good words. What's your last wordlet? My last wordlet is a Scots word, and I love it very much. It is tartle, which means to hesitate while introducing or meeting someone because you have forgotten their name. Did you just sneeze? Yeah. Bless you. (laughs) I couldn't tell. Um... I have definitely been guilty of tartling before. I think everyone has. It reminded me of, um, I was talking to my mom the other day, and this is going back to the farm that Bronwyn and I both work at that is wonderful. And there are two program directors there, and they both of them have known our family for like at least 10 years. Yeah, somewhere around there. Um, and they, so they know my mom pretty well, they know my dad very well as well. Um, 
And so you would think that, like, when she came back after quarantine, they would, like, know exactly who she was and be able to exchange pleasantries. But I'm telling this story so much weirder than I was yesterday. <laughs> but I'm, I'm trying to – I'm a little tired. I'm trying to get there. Um, but apparently when people have masks on, it's a lot harder to recognize them. Like, there are – half of your face, facial features are just kind of gone when you're wearing a mask. Um so she she said it was really funny because she could tell that they had no idea who she was. Like, they <laughs> were both very, like, avoiding, like, asking her who she was. And then finally they were like, I'm so sorry, I have no idea who you are. <laughs> who, who are you? And then she said her name and they were like, oh, of course, obviously. But she said it was just funny at first because they, like... It was very clear. It's that gonna they had be really idea. hard to like learn new kids' names with the masks because mm-hmm. you like can't see their faces, and like you could yeah. just go based off of like what their mask looks like, but then when they take off their masks, it's gonna be the whole thing all over again. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna rely on like hair color and hair length. So if anyone cuts their hair, it's, I'm gonna be in trouble. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of tartling at the farm. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. I just thought it was a good word. Like, English doesn't have a word for that. I like it. I loved it. Do you have another wordlet? I do have another wordlet, and I just liked it because it was nice. And it was petrichor, which is the pleasant scent that accompanies the first rain after a dry spell, which is kind of like today or yesterday, because we've been expecting rain for like a week. We've been expecting rain and thunderstorms, and then it rained so hard yesterday that again ruined our podcast um and rained all night but it does smell very good like it smells great i'm a fan um it's like just this like warm earthy scent it's very clean like i know it's not maybe not technically clean because it's like dirt and and the petrichor it comes from the word like petra petro or whatever that means rock um and so i guess the smell somehow comes from rocks and minerals and stuff wow really i guess so i'm not really sure of the science of it but and i guess technically it's not a clean smell but to me it has like the same cleanliness as like those scents like linen and stuff like fresh dirt not fresh dirt like wet rain dirt smells sorry i just kind of died um it smells like clean to me do you know what mud smells clean to you not mud it's not like you just said wet dirt in a mud pile (laughs) no but like after it rains that smell does it not smell clean it's like fresh fresh yeah but not clean like i don't i don't associate rainstorms with cleanliness necessarily because i always just think of it as like i don't know damp moistness did you say moistness yeah yeah but not like cleanliness Uh, necessarily i don't know cleanliness i would say also you're a lot taller than me in the screen and that was bugging me i was like three feet shorter um sorry (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I like the word because I like the smell, and, yeah. It's a very good word. I like it a lot. Yeah. I have a question for you. What's your question for me? What's this week's topic anyways? Well, this week's topic, um... Ironically, as our our first episode was ruined by the rain, but this week's topic is the sun. Um, The sun is a wonderful thing that we all know and love. (laughs) It it is one of the many things that allows for life on this earth. Well, yes, it's a star as well. (laughs) Um... But yeah, we wanted to do something summary, a summer topic, because it is summer for most people right now. 
but we were thinking that, well, first of all, we've already done a summer episode, and also um, there are a lot of activities that one would normally associate with summer that a lot of people aren't able to do right now, like going to the beach, going to the pool, um, hanging out with friends, just giving sort of hugs. things like that. So giving hugs was something I said last time and then realized that that's not a designated summer thing, so I don't know why I thought of that. <laughs> But, you know, you go to the beach and that's the main thing you want to do is just hug everyone. <laughs> but yeah. we thought it would be a little bit, um, not insensitive, just, what's the word? Just kind of, like, not fun to be like, hey, I miss going to the beach, It's kind man. of, like, yeah. Un- counterproductive. We want to be enjoying yeah. the now, not the... The past the what's the word hypothetical uh-huh i don't think that's the right word i don't know i get I, what I you're saying know. though oh. um but something that we can all still enjoy in quarantine is the sun love that that little dude yeah. up there it's <laughs> great I love that little dude that little dude you know my good pal it is wild that it's a star though right like I know that's all like I know it technically mind. is, but like, and I, I I know how stars work, and I know the the science of them, and how big they are, and they're just real far away, but it, like you can't blame people who had bad telescopes for like thinking that sun and stars were completely different things, cause like one is there at night, one is there during the day, one is big. One is very, very bright, you know? Um, and it's very cool. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. What's what's your word? Um, Are you waiting for that? <laughs> <laughs> my word... Let me find my document again. Um, my word is Helios. And... Bronwyn yelled at me yesterday because she also thought of the word Helios, um, or was using Stolen a Stolen of... for me. Well, I was like, oh, I can look at all these words derived from Helios. Like, I was looking through them, trying to find a good one, and Sophia's like, no, 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 I'm gonna take the root word, Helios, you get none of the rest of them. It's all for me. It's okay. all for me. I get this the big like... old bundle. Oh my goodness. This was like ten minutes after we decided our topic. And I was like, we need to decide on words so that we can tell our friend to prepare our Instagram post. And, like, two mi- I thought of Helios immediately, and I got really excited. Um, and so I texted her, like, can I do Helios? Do you think that's a good idea? And she just yelled at me because apparently I had stolen her idea. So I apologize. It's good. I'm an idea stealer. Disappointed at all. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. It's okay. You know, it allowed me to find some great other words. Um, there you go. So it was some all really the great best. words that that you know sound great and have great meanings. What's your word, Sophia? <laughs> <laughs> that sounded so suspicious. <laughs> they sound great. <laughs> Anyways. Um, you'll hear, you will hear Bronwyn's in a second. <laughs> my word is Helios, my, my terrible stolen word. Um, and Helios is a Greek word. Uh, Helios is the Greek god of the sun. And he was the only son of the titans Hyperion, so the high one, and Theia, um, or divines. She was sometimes also called Euryphysa. I don't know how to pronounce that Greek word. Um, the wide shining. And the couple also had two daughters so rich trust Selene and rosy armed eos who represent respectively the moon and the dawn did you not okay, realize okay, that yesterday is, okay so okay so yeah so eos rose the odyssey so in the odyssey the thing is it was not a written poem like people are like oh it was written by homer we don't know if homer was a real person like that's kind of out of nowhere there are no there's no original text of the odyssey it was written down much later than people actually knew it, and it was just recited. People would recite it and, like, you know, tell it to their families and stuff, and people had it memorized. And one of the ways to memorize it is they have a lot of repetition to signal, like, a new day and to 
it, it helps you memorize things if there's kind of a pattern in it and repetition in it. And one of the things they do to signal a new day, they're not like the next day, but what they do is the next morning as rosy fingered dawn, which I forget how to say rosy fingered, but it does say EOS somewhere in there. And um, yeah, it's there a whole lot. The next day they did this, except they make it, you know, cool. They personify it because you can do that when you have gods for all of the cool things in the world. Yeah. You literally, like, I mean, that's probably, oh my goodness. Whoa. Okay. Like, big brain moment. That's probably where, like, personification can come, like, really became a big literary thing is because there were, for a long time, uh, a lot of religions had, like, gods to represent things like the earth or the sun or trees they were all elements or a god itself so it wasn't even personification you were just telling the actions of the sun as if it were a person because in their minds it was a person so look at that wow (laughs) i mean that's that's, my theory that's definitely true i would think um look at you just bringing all the english (laughs) all the english learning into the podcast today Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought it was very cool that they these this couple this, these two titans had three children who represented all had they all had something to do with the sky, so the sun, the moon, and the dawn, which I thought was was lovely. Um, and I thought of Helios <clears throat> because in Greek we were saying this yesterday. Greek is a very like fluid language. I think you were saying so there are there are words that mean the same that are spelled the same but mean different things if you use them in a, in a different context so like helios could mean the god of the sun or it could mean the actual sun um and as you yeah. were saying i think that gave way for a lot of personification of the sun um it was maybe the first example of personification which is very cool so yeah i saw i would see helios in a lot of um greek passages that we would translate so that is how i thought of it and then i have a question yes what is the difference because because technically um um sorry there's a lot of banging windows i can't close it um there technically um apollo is also the sun god so like what is the did they just have like Cause, and I guess Helios was the one who, like, in myths would, like, the way the sun would rise is, like, he would pull, like, he would ride his chariot, like, through the sky, and that was, like, the sun going from east to west. But what is Apollo, then? Like, is he just, like... I don't know why you're asking me this. Light? I have no idea. I always thought of Helios as, like, the personification of the sun itself, whereas Apollo, like... I don't know, maybe his symbol was the sun, but, like, Helios was the sun? I don't know. I have... I don't know much about Greek mythology, so that also is probably completely wrong. But... Who knows? Very cool. Um, so, as far as etymology, there's not much. It's just kind of a Greek word. But there are lots of words deriving from Helios, which is very cool. So I chose just a few of my favorites. There are a whole bunch of these. Um, The first one is heliocentric, which means having or representing the sun as the center, which is the accepted astronomical model of the solar system. Um, So you could say that, like, I don't know, people figured out heliocentric... um, Astronomy. Yeah, astronomy models... Uh, my fav- my personal favorite is heliotropism, which is the directional growth of a plant in response to sunlight. So kind of like what sunflowers do, they turn to face the sun. Um, also, there is a tree outside my window that a lot of the light from the sun was blocked by other trees in the rest of our yard. And so this tree has kind of grown in a weird way because it wants to get as much sunlight as possible. So it's a is this Stichorella? Yes, this is. Sophia this is named name. her tree. Oh, okay. Sophia named her tree Stichorella. I did. I also I, I feel the need great. to preface this. This is when I was eight, and I decided that Stichorella would be the best name, 
and we just haven't stopped calling this tree stickerella. There are actually people at our house right now trimming the trees, and my mother was very clear that if they killed stickerella, that that would not be acceptable. <laughs> like, they are not allowed to touch our beautiful tree. Because it, she... Okay, I talk about this tree like it's a person. But she blooms in the spring and is the prettiest flowers I've ever seen, and it's wonderful. And yes, I named her Stickerella when I was eight years old. And no, I'm not ashamed of that. You shouldn't be. I think it's amazing. Thank you. But anyways, yes, so the tree outside my window is heliotropic. Um, then there's heliograph, which is a signaling device by which sunlight is reflected in flashes from a movable mirror. So um, this is like... I don't know, if you were in the army or something, you might use a device like this to signal to other um, troops or areas and things like that, which is very cool. And then finally, perihelion, which is the point in orbit of a planet, asteroid, or comet at which it is closest to the sun. So Hmm. clearly the sun has a lot of importance because we've created a lot of words surrounding it. And I just thought that was very cool. I love it. What's your words? That sentence. Um, <laughs> my first word is roseate, uh, which means rose colored. Uh, and it's often used in names of birds with partly pink plumage, for example, like a roseate tern or a roseate spoonbill. And it also means optimistic or ideal- idealistic. And it is often used as a descriptor of, like, dawn. Um, and it's kind of, I find it interesting because the colors of, like, sunrise and sunset are very similar, but when you hear it described, like, sunrise is pink and light mm-hmm. and and warm, and sunset is very, like, purple and gold and shadows yeah. and, and beautiful, but, like, darker. Yeah, it's, light, like, dark orange similar. and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. The word rosier, I really liked it. It seemed very pretty. And I also liked that it meant optimistic or idealistic because that's yeah. like, I don't know. I love when uh, colors have certain meanings. Like, that always makes me happy. Yeah. Like, rosy is It's also really optimism. interesting that colors are used to describe things beyond visible things. Mm-hmm. So, they're actually used a lot in music, right? So, you the descriptors for when you're talking about the tone are warm or like dark or bright like those are the the words that you use and they all have like like they're literally if someone said like oh this should be very warm like you're making your mouth a little bit wider and a little more open if you want it to be dark you're putting the sound from the back of your throat if you want it to be um bright it's very forward in the front of your mouth in the front of your face like it's it's you use those words and they have like like when our choir director would say oh you guys need to make this a little brighter the next time we would sing it and it would sound brighter which is kind of a weird thing but like it it really does like it's i don't know that's the only way you can describe it um and it's i find that kind of cool um that's very cool sorry my printer just started deciding to print something (laughs) without i any warning so when you edit that, definitely turn the volume down. Um, but that that's very, yeah, I, I definitely agree. Again, we're turning this into an English essay talking about how colors have certain connotations and they describe different things besides the actual color of something. Um, so, yeah, I love that. And I also have another word. It's just a bad, it's just, I don't like it. Bronwyn won't stop talking about how bad the word songs, word sounds. I don't think it's that bad. I think it's a nice word. word. Okay. There's the word Twilight, which is beautiful, except for the fact that it is associated with a book series that I've never read, and I honestly really don't want to based on what I've heard. Um, And so that kind of has a connotation to it. But the word itself is really pretty, and I really like it, and it's very beautiful and, like, reminds me of, like, Shakespeare plays and you know like Twilight it's a it's very magical sounding mm-hmm. and this word is just you know a horrible word for that um and it's crepuscule no crepuscule and it's just the Latin word for Twilight and it is horrible it sounds like 
crusty pus. Like, it's so oh bad. Why was that? It's so bad. I don't And I hate know. both of those words. I don't know it why this is like what that. your brain jumped to. It's horrible. And I just thought it was worth mentioning because I really don't like it. Um, so if you know, this is the tone like of the podcast that we design. Make sure you don't reference, you know, the crepuscule hours. This is exactly the kind of energy that we always try to go forward with. I included this word not because I like it, but because it actually is awful. Enjoy this I mean, terrible word, audience. Yeah, like don't use it, please. If you're writing an essay and you want to talk about, you know, the rosy finger dawn or the you know, purple shadows of crepuscule time. Like, no, that's not good. Don't do that. Just say twilight. We know what you mean. Or dusk. Dusk is nice, too. Um, uh-huh. But, yeah. It's just not a great word. Let's move on to quotes, because we've uh, gone for, for a while. Yeah, we... Okay, so I thought we went for a while yesterday, but we are going even longer so we have got to get we might have to, to do anecdotes. a quote each maybe we can see what we're at yeah so yeah we can do one quote okay um i okay you know what i'll say the second one because it is the one that has the most to do with the sun um but quick shout out to the book series betsy tacy and tib such a good mm. series. I read it as a kid, and apparently Bronwyn did too, and it mm-hmm. was very wonderful. And I remember always being so jealous of uh, the the character Tacy was always described with like perfect red ringlets, and they like literally the author would not stop talking about how perfect these red ringlets are. And yes. I just felt the need to point out that I was always and so this jealous. His first quote was from, by the way. Yes. Like, this isn't just a shout out. <laughs> this isn't know. just random. Yes, yeah, sorry. So this was where, this is my, where my first quote is from. It's from one of those books and that's why I included it. Um, Do you want to just read it quickly? Sure. <laughs> it <laughs> is, know, it was June and right. the world smelled of roses. The sunshine was like powdered gold over the grassy hillside. So it doesn't have that much to do with the sun, sunshine, but I just loved it because, uh, I loved this book series as a kid, and it reminded me of that. And it was just, like, two girls, actually three girls, I think, by the end, growing up in a small town and bonding, and it was lovely. Anyways. What's your second quote? My second quote, which has more to do with the sun, is the sun, the bright sun that brings back not light alone, but new life and hope and freshness to man, burst upon the crowded city in clear and radiant glory. Through costly colored glass and paper-mended window, through cathedral dome and rotten crevice, it, sh- it shed its equal ray. And that was said by Charles Dickens, um, who's an English writer and social c- critic and um, is regarded by many as the greatest novelist of the Victorian era. Ronwin's read a few of his books, I believe. Uh, I just kind of loved this because it, um, it showed the sun in a very positive and also, like, non- judgmental way that's not really a good way to say it but like the sun doesn't discriminate it shed um equal light on uh really expensive cathedrals and like small shacks or houses um just kind of bringing the same light and hope to everything that it crossed paths with and i think that's kind of it's a very comforting thing to think about that like the sun doesn't you know hold back from anyone for who they are it just it sheds equal light no matter what because it's the sun and it's also um a good example of like how the sun is used in literature Mm -hmm. because how it like immediately when the sun comes out it signals a change of the scene and you know an up tick in like good things happening and it's a yeah. very distinct like trope in definitely literature horror movies are never set in the sunlight like anytime yeah. something bad happens it's usually gloomy or rainy and then the sun comes Dark out and it like night. yeah exactly the sun comes out and it signals um like okay things are changing things are starting to look up which is always nice we love yeah. some good positivity we'd love some good positivity. uh what's your quote 
my quote is the first half of a poem by Emily Dickinson, who was an American poet, um, and I just really liked it. I thought it was really good portrayal of the sun, especially of, like, dawn. Um, and I just included the first half because the second half, it was a little bit long, and also the second half was more talking about, like, dusk and stuff, and it got a little darker, and, you know, it wasn't quite the vibe of our podcast, but the first half was really, really pretty and nice. Um, and it's, I'll tell you how the sun rose, a ribbon at a time, the steeples swam in amethyst, the news like squirrels ran, the hills untied their bonnets, the bobolinks begun, then I said softly to myself, that must have been the sun. Um, and it's a lot like your quote with the, you know, as soon as the sun comes out, everyone knows what it is. Everyone sees it and, and stops and, and well, maybe not everyone, but I think a lot of people stop and, and notice it, or at the very least it does change the mood of things when the sun comes out. And it just, you know, it's just really nice. And I thought it was a really beautiful portrayal of dawn. Yeah. I love the way the sun is described as, like, waking everything up. Um, yeah. Like, every all the squirrels suddenly had the news and the hills untied their bonnets. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I love the imagery. It's a very, it's a beautiful way of, of describing the sun. It's yeah. a lovely poem. Exactly. I had a dream last night that I was telling someone, because I think I was on her Wikipedia page, and I think Emily Dickinson went to Mount Holyoke University, and I was, re- I was like, telling someone, and I think I, like, got confused, and I was like, yeah, did you know that Sappho went to uh, Mount Holyoke? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who, if you don't know, was a poet in ancient Greek in ancient Greece so you know a bit before Mount Holyoke was established just a little um and then I was like oh wait no 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 it probably was Emily Dickinson but I couldn't remember and uh yeah that's that, that a very a... strange dream I also feel the need to point out that Bronwyn got a book award from Mount Mount Holyoke University I don't know how to pronounce that um which is very impressive and so maybe that's why your brain was thinking about Mount Hol- whatever that college well see yes (laughs) definitely i'm trying to think of a subtle way to drop in now that you also got a book award (laughs) i can't think of how and so let me just make it known that sophia got a book award from sacred heart university because she's amazing at languages and all that jazz and heck you got yours because you're amazing at math okay okay we're not doing this now Fine. We both got. We Doing, both. We both did okay. We both are great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're the coolest. We're, we're just so awesome. Um, do I say that my anecdotes first? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So the first anecdote I have uh, is sort of a shorter one. So for two years, I think it was the summer of 2017 and 2018 or even earlier than that, 2016 and 2017. Um, it doesn't really matter. Um, my entire dad's side of the family and our family went to Jersey Shore for a week for two summers in a row. And also, I'm sorry, there there are like chainsaws outside my window. So if you can hear I that. I can't hear them. Um, I apologize. So we went up to uh, Jersey Shore and... Um, it was it was very it was really nice. It was uh, your classic beach vacation. We rented a house there, and all of the families kind of did their own thing. We would gather together for dinner, but for the whole day, we would like people would go on a run on the beach, or we would uh, lie in the sand or whatever. All the beach things. But one two uh, summers in a row for one of those nights, my dad was like, "All right." family announcement we're gonna have a family photo shoot at the sunset um on the beach so everyone be ready and like be showered and put on nice clothes so that we can have this photo shoot and it was great um we this the sunset photo shoots are really lovely especially on the beach because by that point most people had headed home like there was no one really sunbathing or swimming anymore 
and the lighting was really good because the sun was setting and that's lovely the backdrop was incredible because the sky was like purple and orange and blue Mm. so it was just kind of and now we have those photos forever we took a bunch of different photos there were like grandparents plus cousins photos cousins photos alone we did like individual family photos we did one big one with all of us um and it was just really nice uh it was and now we have those photos forever to like think about or not think about yeah. but you know retain the memory of those trips and it was just it was a very nice photo shoot and so photos in during the sunset i feel like are always i have good memories associated with them what's I your have a very similar anecdote just about photography in general um because you can get you know fancy lights and stuff and do good photography but when the sun is out, I feel like that's the best photography. Like, Definitely. you can get some of the best pictures. You know, when you have, like, the sun in the frame and you get, like, the little lens flare. I love that. Um, and, like, sometimes, you know, in the evening or in the morning, there's golden hour. And it's literally because it's literally the sunlight is golden and it's beautiful. And it has, like, you can get the coolest pictures then. And it's just, I think you can get really good, like, photos when you have good sun you know um i one of the pictures i'm like probably proudest of i was outside and i took like a mirror so that i could take a picture of me taking a picture and i don't know it might have been the flash but there was also really good lighting and i got like this like burst of light and and like a lens flare as well as the picture and it looked really cool um, Bronwyn you... took some incredible pictures that day. She was sending them to me. The lighting was perfect. They, she like angled a mirror and had her camera, so the um, it was like a reflection. And she was wearing this dandelion crown. It was a very sunny day. They were just they were beautiful pictures. And I'm sure they were only mm-hmm. exacerbated by the fact that it was really sunny out, which is always well, good. Well, it was. I think I give a lot of credit to the sun because <laughs> I'm not good enough to know how to adapt you know, camera settings and stuff for cloudy days and stuff. So I do depend a lot on good lighting. And it, yeah, it's really fun when you get that. Yeah. Um, I love including the sun in a picture so that you can get that little burst of light in the corner. Um, It's very gratifying, you know, to get that. It's a good good thing when you photograph with the sun. Mm Mm-hmm. What's your next anecdote? Um, my next anecdote is, so I've talked about this a lot on the podcast before, but my family has been lucky enough to travel to a lot of different places. And most of the places that we go to or the places that we go to most often are, um, uh, like focuses on nature. So we're there really to see the natural world of whatever place that we go to. And there are two, um, places that we went to where I can remember like the sun and how different the sun was there very distinctly. The first one was Antarctica, of course, and that was just so different because we were we were on a boat in this expanse of like ocean and ice. And so the sun like there were no trees or mountains or anything to like filter the sunlight. So it was just like blinding bright sun shining directly down on the ocean and so it literally it looked like the ocean was sparkling like all day long when the sun wasn't behind a cloud um and the other very cool thing about that was there was ice everywhere and the ice was bright white so of course the sun reflected off the ice so sometimes we would be like um sailing through fields of like broken sea ice and it would just be like the sky was blinding, but then the ocean was also blinding because it was white and it reflecting the sun. And it was, yeah. you had to have sunglasses all the time. But it was also beautiful. And my dad took some really cool pictures of how bright the sun was there. Um, I've seen some of these pictures and they're incredible. Yeah. They're so cool. They are very cool like, pictures. And the, and the um, ocean is so blue. Mm-hmm. And just the contrast in the colors is just so incredible. It's very cool. And the other thing about the ocean being really blue is that the sun um, allowed the ocean to reflect on the icebergs. So, like, the bottom of the icebergs were this really 
um, like beautiful bright blue color like liter they literally looked turquoise some of these icebergs which was incredible and apparently that oh my gosh I remember something about that being the real color of the ocean like this bright blue or the ocean is a reflection of the sky and that's why it looks blue there was some we learned something about that um how because like when you think about it when you pick up ocean water it's not blue it's clear so the mm. ocean is actually a reflection of the sky i don't know if that's true i feel like i remember learning that but that's not the point the sun was very beautiful there and then the other um place where i remember the sun very clearly was in baja california which um was i think it's it's close to mexico and it's very beautiful down there. I remember it being very warm there, so that was part of my memory of the sun, was just it being very hot and unforgiving. But there was this one place that we went to, it was a little island and it was kind of a cove, so there was like the island and there were hiking trails and deserts and stuff there. And then they had a little beach and it was next to the ocean and the ocean was just this like beautiful turquoise blue. And while we were there, we were paddle boarding and the sun was so bright. And it was the kind of thing where the sun was so bright that it made the ocean even brighter. And you could see like, so as we were paddle boarding, you could see the fish swimming under us, which was really, really special. Um, so that was the other place where I can just remember so distinctly, like admiring how bright and different the sun was in that place than it is in Connecticut. So, just yeah. cool sun stuff. That is very cool. We have one more shared anecdote, right? Yeah, we do. Um, and that is just a little simple, beautiful moment of we, when school still happened, we would, at least like every week for a while, we would walk from school to town after school and just go to the library and do work. And it was like wintery time. <laughs> winter time. It was winter. wintery time. <laughs> wintery time. It was winter. So it was pretty cold and, you know, often pretty overcast. And we had this little table that we'd always go to, and it was next to a window. And one time we were sitting there and just working. And then the sun came out and it just lit everything up. And we both immediately, like, looked towards the sun. And then looked towards each other and just smiled. Um, and, like, no one else really noticed. It was just kind of us. And it was really cool yeah. and beautiful. It was a really sweet moment because Bronwyn and I both, like, the sun came out. And I remember thinking, like, oh, my gosh, it's so much brighter and, and nicer in the library now. And so I looked outside. And then I looked at you. And you had also just looked outside. And we were the only two people in the entire library who had like taking the time to notice that the sun came out and I don't know it was just very it was really sweet because we both thought exactly the same thing and now anytime the sun comes out I always think of you because I'm like oh I Bronwyn would smile if she was here um I think there was also one time when I went to the library by myself and I was working there alone and the sun came out and I was like oh <laughs> like oh <laughs> And then I think I sent a Snapchat to you, like, the sun yeah, came out and you're not here. This isn't, this isn't right. Just but tragic. That's just a sweet thing that I think of. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you for joining us. I had a blast, you know, re-recording this episode. Twice as much fun the next time around. Oh, boy. If we have to record it, I'm, I'm not recording it a third time <laughs> so i sincerely if this doesn't happen it's not happening yeah i sincerely hope the audio worked for this one i've like been obsessively checking it so it better um but thank you for joining us guys yeah uh, if you want some nice sunny music you can listen to our intro and outro music linked in our description box. Our intro music is inspirational life. Our outro music is blossoming inspiration. Second time right. really That's is a first. time. Is is a charm. My gosh. <laughs> it certainly is a time. <laughs> <It's> a time. <laughs> um, follow Bronwyn us got it wrong last time. Continue. Quotes.n.anecdotes on Instagram, um, which is a 
bop in time um our friend ashi has been doing our instagram recently and it's actually really good yeah uh, we had a bit of a break yeah we had a bit of a break where it wasn't too amazing but now it's it's amazing it's incredible um so we highly recommend you follow us there um what else follow the person who did our cover art on instagram you can find her at dinobyte that's d-i-n-o dot b-y-t-e on instagram she's wonderful email us at quotes and anecdotes at gmail.com um check out uh a magazine oh yeah i did this shout out Um, last time well then you do it you know what you're talking about um our friend ashi who also runs our instagram is creating a magazine and it's called get candid so she i think she has an instagram now you can check it out i believe it's called get candid magazine and it's very cool it's a magazine for gen z or really anyone but it's by a bunch of people our age and bronan and i both have featured articles in it so definitely check it out yeah it's gonna be really good um, and there are both print and online versions that you can order. Mm-hmm. Um, highly recommend it. It's going to be really, really good. Featuring things like interviews, articles, art, like a whole variety of, of things. Poetry. Um, so you should definitely check it out. Uh, what else? Um, Rate, review, subscribe. Definitely do that. We hope you have a wonderful Wednesday. We can say oh, that sincerely this Wednesday. time because and we're recording on Wednesday. Sunny summer. Oh boy. That Alliteration. Was, that was good. I'm your local sun enthusiast, Bronwyn. <laughs> and I am your local sunflower, Sophia. Yeah. That's so nice. I love it. Thank you for joining us. I don't know what else we say. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Do? I mean, Bye. we just usually do the cut thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. You do it. And cut. <laughs>